What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameribraid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to Ameribraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. I'm your host, Noah, from Anyat River Forge. With me, your host, Ryan, from Ryan Chadborn Knife Works. Hello. Doobie. Uh, <laughs> how is everybody? <laughs> it was just great timing, man. Fantastic, right there. Uh, how's everybody doing? How you doing, Ryan? It's just... Um, it's just me and Ryan today. Uh, we, we did have a guest lined up, but it didn't quite work out. So you get the Noah and Ryan show again. And it's going to be great anyways. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. great. Um, You're going to love it. Before we get get going, I just wanted to talk about um, that that ad we just played. Um, I feel like, so like on this show, like we talk about, you know, all the different things that we do and we interview guests and stuff. But I feel like we haven't talked about um, Ameribred in a while because like our show starts with their ad. And then, you know, normally when we do like an ad in the middle of the middle of the episode, we, you know, we talk about, Oh, Hey, I just used this from that company or whatever, but um, I haven't spoken in a while. I have a batch of five integral knives that I've been working on for the longest time because I'm part time. So I apologize that I'm still talking about the same stupid batch, but anyways, uh, I've been using that WIP attachment um, for working on the integrals and it is such a phenomenal tool. It's, it's so adjustable and you can use different styles wheels. I see a lot of guys, um, Charlie, uh, Lionheart comes to mind where they have like a really crisp line, you know, when they, when you, in the, in the bolster transition on their integrals, it's really crisp or, uh, Neil Kamimura. He also, uh, recently started doing integrals and it's, it's almost like a 90 degree with like a really small radius in there. And, um, actually, I think Neil uses them in Ameribraid, so it makes sense. You can use s- such small, tiny little wheels with this WIP attachment. I don't know if that's what he's making these on, but it would make sense. Um, but you can use like any size radius for uh, making these integrals, and it just makes the whole process so much freaking easier. And the cool thing that I found out, uh, much to the demise of my knuckles, is that you can run that in reverse. And so I've been just kind of cleaning up my, um, my finer, uh, grits with a scotch bright belt and just run that in reverse on the WIP attachment. And it just really helps to kind of smooth everything out after I'm pretty much done with the knife. The one thing though, is you got to make sure because I'm running it in reverse because with a scotch bright belt, you don't want the tip to catch. So you don't want to be like running it, you know, blade up. Cause then you could catch it and throw it into your stomach. Um, so I was running it in reverse for that reason, but, uh, my muscle memory is so set to be pushing a certain direction, uh, as you're pushing the knife into the, the platen. And so then just, it just pops up and just rakes my knuckles right into the freaking small wheel. And I did it like two or three times. So my knuckles look like, uh, a, a bit of a horror show right now. Um, but anyways, uh, if you're careful, it's a really great way to use that machine. And I just uh, want everybody to remember that you can get all the attachments that we talk about in one and a half inch arms. So I know the majority of people out there are probably running a machine. I mean, because there's so many machines out there and the majority of them run that one and a half inch arm, not the big beefy two inches like I have on my Ameribraid. Uh, but, you know, if you've already got your grinder and you don't need to upgrade to a new machine, those attachments all can be bought with a one and a half inch arm. Or you can just get the attachment itself and attach it to one of your two inch arms. Um, and that works just as well. So. Anyways, we love the guys in Ameribraid, and I am absolutely loving all of the tools and 
I'm going to get more from them too. I'm going to get that sharpening. Yeah, uh, I just want to add that if you do get the one and a half inch arms, it comes as machined square aluminum stock. So if you're running a house-made grinder, which I know a lot of you are, you need to knock the corners off and cut four inches off the back end of it for it to work on your machine. Yeah, for sure. But anybody, I mean, anybody that's got one of those like bolt together uh, machines, you know, where it's just got basically like square steel um, that'll fit perfectly in one of those, like a Wilmot or um, what's the other one I'm trying to think of? Oh, Bex, Bex Armory. He has yep. just square plates that bolt together or weld together in his case with a yeah, slot, and slot and tab. I have a BA, BA shredder. Yeah. So anyways, it's going to work great for all of those. Anyways, I just wanted to get that out of there. I've been feeling like I haven't uh, haven't talked about how much I love their attachments recently. So, yeah, they just sent me a set of small wheels. Woo woo. I got it in the mail the other day. Woo woo. They just posted a picture the other day and they said, what's this? Wrong answers only. And I said, knuckle redressing kit. Because I had just (laughs) redressed my knuckles with those things just a little bit earlier in the day. Uh, Good stuff. So if anybody out there is looking for a small wheel set, I'm selling my old one. And I have all the way from, I think, three eighths of an inch up to two inch. There you go. I think I have a two and a quarter, but it's solid steel. I never use it. Two and a quarter? Jeez, that's... It's fucking huge. It's just a big old round hunk of steel. Bigger than a platinum wheel. Hmm. And I've got the waterfall for it, but I'm not going to say the brand it is, but it begins with an O. Oh, I didn't know those came with a waterfall. That's cool. Um, anyways, let's move on. Uh, Ryan, what you been uh, going on? What's 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 going on in your shop? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, putting along, <laughs> getting ready for winter. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? What do you got to do for winter? Nothing really. Oh, okay. Just so it's just like a make b- sure I have oil and wood. Just a BS response. Copy paste. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, copy and paste response. Actually, I do have to, so like the gable ends upstairs, the two flat sides of a building are called the gables. Yeah. I was being lazy and I never insulated them. So I got to do it. I got to do it before this winter because it's a major heat suck. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, heat rises. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I've been, uh, like I've been talking about, I feel like I've been working on this batch of five knives forever. I've only been, you know, you get to that point where your work gets busy and like you only have like an hour a night to work in the shop and you just, there's so much, you know, you need to get into a groove. I feel like when you're working on, especially with a batch, I mean, cause you're doing the same process five times or 50 times, you know, I know some, some guys do a lot bigger batches than I do. Um, and so you only have time for like one step. And so it just, it, t- it takes for freaking ever. Um, but I'm, it's hard to do anything of, out here for one hour. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a lot of time to like get settled, get in a groove and like get moving. You really have to be like instant, like snap on it and then get as much done as you can. But such is the life of someone who has a full-time job and a family and a dog. And, um, well, and then I had hunting season before that. So I feel Although, like stirring some shit. I feel like we should. Well, I kind of want to stir the pot. You're gonna okay. Well, what what pot? What are we talking about here, man? I mean, you didn't want to talk about it. Oh, that pot. Oh, you yeah. Know what? You you already brought it up. You might as well go ahead. So, what does what what metrics are we measuring? The number one knife related making podcast. Why is it strictly download numbers? Is it is it educational value? Is it entertainment value? Is it national value? I think I think I said that you brought this up uh, one or two episodes ago, and and I said it before, and I think I'll say it again. I think the metrics that we're using for that are pulled directly out of Brian House's colon. Hmm. There are metrics to measure, though. Well, sure, there are. There's got to be charts somewhere. I don't know. I have a chartable account, but it tells you fucking fuck all. B Cone has a better understanding of chartable than I do. So maybe B Cone will hear this and reach out to me and let me know. Mm, Maybe. Or maybe our listeners can do some digging of their own. Do your own detective work. And let us know and let the podcast community know who is actually numero uno. 
Now, this is not an ego conversation. I do not believe that we are number one. I would say we're probably in the number four spot, maybe four or five. Probably, probably like me and you are climbing over Honor and Toby and they're clawing at our eyes to like get up into the next spot. I would say we're probably neck and neck with them. I'd say Honor is probably crawling at a lower region than on, on me than uh, than, than the sniffing. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, See, so Bri- I can... I, Brian House brought this up, and I know it wasn't a jab at us. I'm sure it was a jab at Knife Talk. Um, but we're in the same realm. I might as well bring it up. Well... I don't know. I just sit here in this nice, comfy camouflage chair, and I and I speak into a microphone. So that's that's beyond my pay grade. I think I just uh, yeah. I'm just here. We bring guests on for a reason, and we bring on guests that are smarter than us for a reason. This is true. Yes. Although any guest I think we brought on has been smarter than me. So uh, we've had a well. few. I don't know. <laughs> you go back through. There's a couple in there. I think uh, we had Jeremy uh, on. Oh, geez. Yeah, no, shot, <laughs> shots fired. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyways, anyways, uh, I had all kinds of games and stuff lined up for this uh, for this episode. And just play them on me. I think we're just going to have to do that because uh, I got some really great Florida man stories that were sent to me this week. And I've never gotten to play this or that. Well. We can play this or that. It just might not relate to you at all. That's all. <laughs> that's all. I think the uh, the listeners might actually be able to guess who our our, our guest was based on the questions. <laughs> It'll be good. Okay, um, let's do a little bit of uh, where in the world is Florida man, shall we? All right, I'll play us in. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to play. Where? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play everybody's Florida, everybody's favorite Florida-themed game. That was really difficult to say for some reason. Uh, I have three stories uh, in front of me, and uh, these are all real stories that were sent in to me by some lovely listeners. And uh, it's your job to guess whether they happened in Florida or where else in the world was Florida Man. We begin. Man faces hard time for stockpile of illegal erectile dysfunction drugs with intent to sell in retirement community. He's a hardened criminal. A 77-year-old man (laughs) who starred in an award-winning documentary about the retirement community is accused of trying to hawk $1,800 worth of black market erectile dysfunction drugs. Reginald Reggie Kinser allegedly bought a slew of ED products, including... Snovitra 20, Velitra 20, and Kamagra oral jelly uh, with the intent to sell them locally and outside the state, according to federal court papers. There was uh, there there was a few different versions of this story, and and I chose the cleanest one. But uh, I think that should be allowed. Suffice it to say that this guy was planning on uh, spicing up the uh, the old folks' retirement home with uh, with some some ED drugs. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? They're about well, they to die. Bad. Get get them, you know, like let them have some fun on the way out. That's like my <laughs> that, biggest fear is living in one of them places. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't want to end up in there. Fuck no. Well, I'd rather they take, kids take me out back like old Yeller and fucking. Anyways, anyways, what do you one? think, man? No, this uh, you got to guess. The oh, first that's one. Florida, one hundred percent. Why do you say that? Lots of old people. Well done. Lots sir. of old people yeah. probably getting their fuck on. <laughs> I've heard stories that that's very common in retirement homes and communities. Yeah. Myself as well. Yes, that was in fact absolutely Florida. Thank you to Brad Troxclair for sending that one in. Uh, next up, we have 
teen who RKO'd his principal arrested again for pulling the <laughs> same stunt at mall. That was a loud cough. Oh, uh, my God. A high I'm school just getting student. over something. Oh, gotcha. A high school student who was arrested last week after attempting a pro wrestling move on his principal was jailed again for doing the same thing on a fake alligator at a mall. Gianni Sosa Hernandez, 18, spent two nights in jail after his first arrest before a judge ruled he was eligible for pre-trial services and ordered him released. He was arrested again Monday on charges of criminal mischief stemming from a stunt at a shopping center. Video posted on Instagram by him on April 3rd shows the teen throwing the fake alligator in the water feature and performing a WWE wrestler Randy Orton signature RKO finishing move on it before flipping it over for the pin. Do you believe that this uh, wrestling enthusiast was from, sorry, wrestling enthusiast was from Florida or no. the world was Florida, man? I don't think it was Florida. You don't think it was Florida? No, I think Florida's too legit to like pro wrestling. <laughs> you are absolutely incorrect, sir. Oh, that was man. that was Florida AF uh, sent in by David Burke. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Lastly, here we go. Woman celebrates 100th birthday at Hooters. Eddie Cohen and her family have been celebrating her birthday at Hooters for almost two decades. A retired army nurse, Eddie had lived in the town for 47 years. For the last 17 years, Eddie has been a regular customer at the Hooters located at blah, blah, blah. Her daughter, her daughter, Candy Cohen, says her mother is the most caring person she knows. Quote, mom had been the most caring person, raising eight children, 19 grandkids, 38 great grandkids, and now two great, great grandkids. She loves her family and her Hooters family. Damn, that lady's got some fucking lineage. No kidding. Um, Do you think this Hooters enthusiast is a Florida woman or where in the world? Um, I feel like Hooters would be in Florida. That probably sounds dumb to some people, but, you know, <laughs> different restaurants are regional. We don't have Carl's Jr.'s up here. Um yeah, I'm gonna go Florida. I think you're you were gonna try and pull a trickaroonie on the muscle yeah. guy. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Yeah, absolutely. That, <laughs> okay. that was another one sent in by Brad Troxclair. So thank you very much, sir. Appreciate everybody's contributions to the show. Yeah, three for three, Florida, all the way down the line. Um, I haven't been getting many fake stories lately. Everybody keeps sending me these things, and I Google them. I'm like, dang, that's real. Honestly, I, w- I was kind of expecting the uh, the first one to be fake, the 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 ED medication one. Because I mean, the picture, like the the way that it was written, was just awful. Um, but turns out it was real. <sighs> but yeah, I guess the guy was part of like a. Go ahead. I was gonna. Oh, sorry. I was switching gears. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You can switch uh, gears. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so <laughs> at the time that we're recording this, Maker Camp is still going on. Everybody looks like they're having a blast in the monsoon. Yeah. So what's you, I hadn't heard about the monsoon. storm hit the new Northeast. We got serious rain yesterday, but New York got it worse than we did. And Gee, uh, that sucks. Yeah, they showed like rivers running through the tents. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's awful see i yeah i've seen some pictures that people have been posting up uh lawrence posted up some pictures and stuff and a few i mean obviously a bunch of people that are there but i i hadn't seen it or heard anything about that so that's kind of strange i feel um, bad for anybody camping in tents oh yeah no kidding and lawrence and noah vashon went down together and they did it the smart way they got an rv yeah yeah that's the way i would do it yeah high and dry that's where yep. you want to be. Yep. Yeah. Well, it looks like everybody's still having a great time, though. Uh, House keeps posting up a bunch of stuff about his uh, his forges. I mean, it just looks so sick. I mean, he's got all different kinds of people using those things, and they look like they're just <clears throat> running phenomenally, of course. I know oh. I've always... What? Speaking of the Apollo, the blower that I have that I'm going to use for ventilation in my grinding room is the same blower nozzle size that people are using on the Apollos, so I need to figure out where people are getting them cones. Now they, well, Brian, they have the... Well, Brian sells them. 
Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh. I don't. I think he sells them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he sells them separately. So you can just buy one from him. Or anybody that's got a 3D printer could buy the file from him and uh, print it. I could print it right there. Right there. Next to this computer, I could print one. Oh, that's true. You could. Don't I feel silly? Oh, where can you get those? The guy that designed them sells them. Hmm, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so I had a pretty pretty cool hunting season. I um, I haven't shot a buck in a few years, so I, I archery hunt for anybody who's um, not familiar. And uh, unlike Toby, I use a real bow, a nice compound bow uh, made by Expedition Bows. Um, it's a nice modern piece of equipment where, you know, I could see how if you wanted to, uh, you know, be very traditional, you could use like a, a, uh, old English longbow from the 12th century. But, uh, I, I actually shot my deer at about 80 yards, which I don't think would be possible with a, uh, traditional bow. I could be wrong, but I don't know anything about them because, uh, yeah, I like my bow a lot. So, uh, just putting that out there, Toby. It's Toby's fucking obsolete technology. Yeah, who uses that stuff? I mean, come on. You have to de-string it. Yeah. Pain. Wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Work smarter, I mean, I not it, harder, bro. I guess if you're like a kid in like a Boy Scout camp, I could see how you know that'd be kind of fun. But you know, or if you were you know an adult who wanted to win competitions against other you know against all the children, then then maybe you'd you know continue to use the longbow. <laughs> I have a compound bow. I've never shot it. They're great fun, dude. It's it's so much fun. It's like I rifle hunted for years. And when I switched to a bow, I was so much happier. And there's a number of different reasons. But um, I think the main reason that I switched was because there was just there's too many people out when you're rifle hunting. I mean, there's only so many places you can go to hunt. And there's just people everywhere. And there's certain areas up river road that we refer to as like the pumpkin patch because you wear an orange vest when you're, when you're rifle hunting and you could just look at, there's just people everywhere in these orange vests. It looks like a pumpkin patch. It's, it's awful. <laughs> uh, but when you're, when you're archery hunting, you don't have to wear orange cause there's a lot less people. It's a lot less dangerous. Um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. You, you, it's definitely a lot harder. You have to get a lot closer. You can't shoot an animal at like 500 yards. Um, but it's, you know, it's part of the challenge. So yeah, I yeah got it was really great trade wheeling and dealing. Yeah. You're a mainer. That's what you do for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're like a couple hundred bucks shy on a deal, well, what else you got to throw in, Bob? And then they'll be like, Oh, I got this Matthews bow. And I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> and it just sits in my corner. I bought one of them. I didn't have like a trigger for it. Yeah, so I I bought one, but I've never shot it. It's uh, the bow's over there. How old is it? Uh, I don't know. Hold on, I'll show you. All right. The reason I ask Ryan about this while he's going to grab it is uh, compound bows are something that you want to make sure you keep maintained. Look at all the shop dust. <sighs> yeah, look at all the shop dust. But yeah, you definitely want to, uh, especially something that's been sitting, you don't really know how long it's been around. You want to get it inspected. You don't just want to buy an old bow at like a garage sale or take it in trade and just trust it. Um, it's best if you're buying something that's been used like that to take it to a bow shop, have them look it over, have them definitely check out the string and everything like that because people have filleted their faces open or their hands and arms and stuff. There's so much power stored in those things that if something goes wrong, it goes really wrong. So I would say before you try and shoot that thing, maybe take it to a bow shop or something and get somebody to look at it and check over the string and everything and make sure it's all good to go. Cause you could definitely hurt yourself if something goes wrong. I don't think I'm ever going to shoot it. It just sits in the corner <laughs> and collects dust and spider webs. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just, just evicted uh... like three spiders when I lifted that thing up. <laughs> Well, if it's just an ornament, then I guess it doesn't really matter. Bows are cool. Yeah, I agree. It's like, so. you know, it's like dude stuff where you're just sitting around and you're like, I think I need a bow. I should, yeah. you have, have you ever seen that reel where it's a guy and it says like in a man's mind and he goes, that stick looks like a gun. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. Or 
night vision goggles. I've had more than one thought where I was like, I could really use some night vision goggles. I don't know what the fuck I'd ever use them for, but. But you just want them because why not? What if? Yeah. Mine's more about explosives. I really want, I really want explosives. Explosives are fun. We can just buy them here. Is Tannerite legal there? Yeah. Yeah, I've had fun with Tannerite. Problem is, you got to be really like seasonal with it because it's so dry here. You can't really just go out in the middle of summer and blow stuff up. It's really a early spring or late fall type thing where you can blow stuff up. Yeah. And if our listeners don't aren't familiar with Tannerite, go on YouTube and look up Tannerite filled refrigerator mm. and wa- mm-hmm. watch a guy almost die from a fridge door. Yes. From 300 yards away. Tannerite, some good stuff. My coworker did his gender reveal with Tannerite. Mm. So he bought five pounds of pink chalk and put it in the center of like a bunch of Tannerite and shot it. And it fucking boom, this big pink cloud. That's, I mean, I'm not a big fan of gender reveals, but that sounds like the right way to do it if you're going to. I guess. Yeah. It cost him quite a bit of money. It's not cheap. Apparently that gender reveal chalk is super expensive too. What? Really? Yeah. He said it was like 160 bucks for two pounds of it. You're kidding me. Nope. I was like, why'd you you do it then? Well, here's my thought is, is you can get sidewalk chalk in a bunch of different colors. What if you just, you know, like chopped a couple of those in half, stuck it in a thing of Tannerite, and then when it exploded, it would, in theory, do the thing, you know? What happened to just like cooking hot dogs on the barbecue and giving everybody cigars that say it's a boy or it's a girl on them? Remember? Cigars aren't Remember healthy. those cigars? Yeah, cigars aren't healthy. You can't can't do those anymore. What? That actually, as a <laughs> child, those that was the first tobacco product I ever like got my hands on and tried to smoke was a mm. it's a boy cigar because one of my buddies I... had like a younger sibling that was born. Yeah, uh, I think Arturo Fuente still makes those. Um, so if anybody out there is looking to do a gender reveal, this is how to do it properly. Look up some Arturo Fuente uh, gender reveal cigars and leave the $160 chalk at home or at the store, wherever, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm cheap, though. I just posted on Facebook. I mean, you can get a lot of cigars for 160 bucks, like especially those, you know, the like the birth announcement ones. They're not that expensive. Like it wouldn't be that hard. Come on. What do your buddies want to see? Like some pink confetti or do they want to be handed a nice handmade cigar? I can tell you yeah. which one I would prefer. Or just post it on Facebook. Or there's that. It's too. a girl. The baby's. Then, it's a boy. Yay. Yay. This is a dog shit episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably shouldn't post this. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't even know what to talk about now. Uh, do, 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 do. Did you have a this or that? Yeah. I think we just went from the number four or five <laughs> spot down to the number 10 or 12. Probably. We should probably just scrap this and redo it. <coughs> um, do you want to do some this or that? Or do you want to just, uh, you want to call it? No, we're a half hour in. <laughs> I have to do the bro down tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right. After work, so I wouldn't have time to do another one. Fair this enough. is it, folks. This is what you get. We apologize. When our, when our guest this... ghosts us after confirming, motherfucker, he's going to listen. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We love you anyways, but it, you threw me and Noah off. Now we have this trash episode everybody's going to have to listen to. I, I guarantee most people have turned this off already, so we're good. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I'm going to title it the number one podcast in Please knife don't. making. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, hold on. I'll play us in. Dude, Fill up some time. I, we got ads to play too. None of these are none of these are even like applicable to you at all. Like that's all right. Okay. All right. I can pretend. A little bit okay. of this. And a whole lot of that. Would you rather fly in a submarine or swim in an airplane? Would you rather be a reindeer? Would you rather surf a wave with Kool-Aid? 
or snowboard on mountain at Dippin' Dots? Would you rather fly or be able to breathe in the water? Would you prefer the ability to stick to walls, or would you rather shoot spaghetti from your fingers? That's right, guys. It is time to play This or That. Ryan, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Dumbbells or barbells? Dumbbells. Forging or grinding? Grinding. Uh, Conan the Barbarian or Gladiator? Gladiator. Like Russell Crowe gra- Gladiator? Yeah, yeah, of course. Gladiator. Yeah, okay. Uh, Are you not mid- entertained? That's my favorite line from the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, mid- uh, mid- mid- medieval Knights or Samurai? Hmm. I'm going to have to go with Medieval Knights. Okay. Uh, would, do you prefer uh, protein shakes or smoothies? Smoothies. With ice cream, maple, and bacon. Would you rather do a bodybuilding competition or like a tournament style like uh, night fight like uh, with armor and shit, you know? Night fight. Night fight. Night my night. my body's the opposite of built. Uh, bench pressed or deadlift? Uh, is deadlift the one where they poop their pants? <laughs> yes. Or they get like nosebleeds? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Okay. All right. Uh, if you had to wield a legendary sword, would you choose the sword of truth or the sword of justice? Truth. What's that from anyways? I don't know. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Bruce Lee? Arnold. No, 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 no. Bruce Lee. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Hmm. Arnold. Okay, all right. Um, If you had to spend a day in one place, would you choose a forge or a gym? Uh, I don't know how to do either of those things. <laughs> uh, I'd say a gym. Okay. Uh, would you, if you had to choose a distinctive hairstyle, would it be a wild barbarian beard or a samurai top knot? <laughs> beard. A fucking hipster top knot. Jesus. Would you rather bench press a sword or have dumbbells shaped like swords? What? <laughs> <laughs> bench press a sword or have dumbbells, or dumbbells shaped, shaped, like, shaped swords. like swords? Dumbbells shaped like swords. I feel like bench pressing a sword is dangerous. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, definitely. Um, in a fantastical scenario, would you prefer to sword fight with a dragon or do a bicep pose off with a gorilla? Uh, sword fight a dragon. Okay, there we go. There's this or that. As you can tell, none of those questions were geared towards Ryan. And um, he pulled it off anyway. I thought he did rather well. So a round of applause thank you, thank for, you. for Ryan, everyone. Woo, yeah, you're the man. This is my Big dick energy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so ridiculous. So my my five-wheeler is almost going. I feel like my five-wheeler is the equivalent of the old host Jason's ducks. (laughs) People just don't fucking care. (laughs) They just don't want to hear about it. But it's almost done. I pick the tires up tomorrow, and then I get a... Uh, rig the brakes up off, like change them to ATV hydraulic brakes, and then I can haul some rocks around. Nice. That's freaking cool. Do you have like any like specific yard projects in mind, like for this when it's done or, or is this just kind of like when you need it, you'll have it. So my neighbor, the one who does like groundwork and stuff has all that equipment next door. Mm-hmm. He took apart a, like, I think he said it was, 12 by 20 foot stone patio. Jeez. And he kept all the stones and he stacked them out back. And he's like, like flagstones, like the nice, like flat, like, yeah, the square, they're like different. Oh no. Sized rectangles. Oh, okay. And they're like, like two inches thick, like pavers. Gotcha. Okay. And I was like, what are you doing with them? And he goes, nothing. You want them? I go, yep. And so I got to, he goes, you got to get them yourself though. I don't want to move them again. I was like, okay. So I got to use that to drive out back and get them and bring them up. I was going to use my car, but 
I abuse the old Uberu too much. <laughs> yeah. As, you, uh, as you saw by me changing my wheel bearing the other day and how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, rear wheel bearings, especially on cars, really, really suck. So uh, it's essentially like a sealed unit where the hub um, is one with the bearing and then it, it presses into the knuckle. Well, it doesn't press in, it bolts into the knuckle. But when years and years of corrosion and heating and cooling have happened in that uh, in that scenario, it makes it really difficult to get those out. And so it usually involves a slide hammer and a torch to get them out. And Ryan, Ryan had some fun with that the other day, which was funny because it was like two days after I had just done one at work. Mine was on a Cadillac, which are notorious for doing the same thing that Subarus do, which is that thing just it, it makes its home and it just wants to stay there for the rest of its existence. It's no. Yeah. Fun. So basically what happened to me was the spindle, which is the center part of the hub is where your tire and your rim, your rotor bolts on that pulled out of the wheel bearing. So all the standard tools that they provide for mechanics to get these bearings out don't work anymore. If there's no hub to bolt anything to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh fuck. Like, Oh no, (laughs) I got her though. I got her. The old torch and an air hammer and lots of Ugga Duggas. You know, that's one thing I will say about my, uh, my learning curve as a, as a bladesmith and learning how heat affects metal in what ways has, has made some of my job and my day job a little bit easier. You know, like I wasn't really one to grab the torch all the time before I was a bladesmith. You know, there's like that little element of fear, um, you know, cause I've seen people burn some, burn some shit before with a torch (laughs) and uh but once you understand like you know how heat moves and like what it does to metal and you know the different you know what colors equal what heat and that sort of thing you know you feel a lot more confident in it and uh it makes the whole job a lot easier and i and i you know i see other people around the shop doing stuff and i'm like dude if you just heated up this section right here and then just kind of did this like this you know like your whole like everything would be so much easier, but they don't understand it. They don't have that, that basic understanding. You know, you'll see somebody heating up the center, you know, let's say in the same scenario, you're trying to get a hub out. Well, they'll be heating up the hub to try and get it out of the knuckle. Well, when metal gets heated up, it expands. So (laughs) when you're trying to heat up something that's in the middle of something, all you're doing is expanding it into the thing that is already stuck into. So that's not really going to do you any good. It's just going to make it worse. Um, so, but if then if you have that basic, very, very basic understanding of how heat affects metal, you can, you know, pull a wheel speed sensor out, you know, get, get the plastic or rubber parts out of your way and heat up the knuckle so that it expands around the hub that you're trying to get out and then pull that sucker out. Yep. Or in my case, pop it out from the back. Yeah. Cause you didn't have, I didn't have anything to pull on. Yeah, <laughs> nothing that wasn't cherry red by the time we were done heating it up. But I felt like shit when I was done because I was laying under the car and my boss has got the torch and he's heating up the knuckle. But it's, it you know, I mean, the, what's left of the wheel bearing gets hot enough to melt rubber. And yeah. it does rubber smoke blowing in my face and fucking chunks of burning bearing falling out and landing in front of me. And I'm like, <laughs> it's fucking gross, but I got yeah. it. Yeah, this is like the opposite of uh, uh, not this, but the the one the episode before of uh, the knife perspective when they had Safety Dave on and they were talking about all the different, you know, types of respirators and eye protection and like, you know, the things that you should do to keep that sort of shit out of your lungs and all that. This is like the opposite of that, I feel like. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on safety. That's why <laughs> it's a fucking time waste. That's why I was so proud of Baldman because I saw a video Baldman posted where he was uh, packing up stainless knives into tool wrap and he was doing it barehanded. Ooh, and he was fold. And that's how I do it. And yeah, our Jeremy got on there. Ooh, brave folding that up barehanded. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you're not a pussy, <laughs> <laughs> basically, not in so many words, but yeah, yeah, good for that's you, awesome. Baldman. Go, Baldman. Yeah, that man is a prince. I love him. Um, 
I was gonna say I was gonna say something else. I lost it. Damn it. Let's play. But anyways, ahead. okay, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. What, what were you gonna say? Uh, play an ad. That's what I was gonna cool. say. Cool, 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 cool. Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? 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 Thanks, Luke. Yeah. Being Appreciate a mechanic is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm more safe in my shop at home than I am at my day job. Like, there's so much <laughs> more, like, there's so much more stuff that could go wrong at my day job. Like, I got, you know, like, thousand pound well like i don't know seven thousand pound rigs up on a freaking lift and i'm working underneath them and like pulling out heavy components which then changes the balance of the vehicle on the hoist you know depending on what you're pulling out and all that kind of stuff and oh yeah and shit happens dude and yeah at least for I, you vehicle lifts unless it's a post lift lift it by the frame whereas a yeah. lawnmower lift or a zero turn lift like we use at my work lift it by the tires. So you oh, drive yeah. you drive the tires into these little cups and it picks right. it up. Well, I've had zero turns like that the brakes didn't hold all the way roll off my lift before. Oh jeez. Yeah, that's, that's scary. sketchy. When you're standing underneath it and it starts to roll, you're like, oh, oh. So is there not room for chocks or is it not like cups that like hold the tires in or No, it's like two almost like fork truck forks that stick out with shoes on them that slide back and forth. And the only like stop they have is like a little tab that stops it from sliding off the arm. Uh But if your zero turn or like your tractors brakes don't work, sometimes they can still like roll up over. Jeez. I got lucky though. It caught the frame. The frame, the frame hit the arm and it didn't like fall through the lift. Jeez. Yeah. Shit happens. I've had yep. chains kick off on me on brand new saws. You fire one up, somebody buys one, you fire it up, and the fucking chain just goes whoo, flips no, right I, off. Yeah, that's. Weird. I've had that happen to me while I was up a tree one time. Yeah, that's pucker factor a hundred right there. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, especially because you know, I'm I'm what I refer to as professional redneck, not actual professional. So I mean, I had a a rope, you know basically securing me to the tree, but it's not like a legitimate like safety rope with like a harness. We're talking like, like a redneckified piano moving strap or something like that, that I had rigged up to kind of hold me to the tree. It's not exactly the safest thing in the world. So, and then you got chains falling off and branches falling and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My boss one time was, uh, he had the inner race of a bearing, stuck on a shaft so he put the shaft in the vise and was using the chisel and the air hammer to shatter the bearing race off yeah and i was standing in front of him like doing something else in the bay and it shot across the bay and fucking all these little shards of hardened steel were stuck in my arm and i was bleeding another day on the job site (laughs) shit happens oh one of our commercial guys almost lost a finger because they use like uh those big isotunes headphones like the ones b cone has you know okay. what i'm talking about the uh over the ear ones. Deals. yeah yeah big earmuff bluetooth earmuffs well he was listening to him totally forgot that his push mower was running and the blade was spinning and he fucking reached no. his hand up onto the front to pick it up yeah caught him in the oh, finger whoopsie dude that's sketch that's sketchy yeah. yeah, that is one thing that kind of concerns me a little bit about uh, working in my shop is because I've always got like I had these like little earbuds that are like the like the noise canceling ones, but they're kind of like the cheap skull candy ones. They actually work really good for noise canceling. Um, and then I've got, you know, nasty, disgusting, just beyond anything holy uh, metal music playing at loud volumes. Basically just, you know, like blast beats, double bass, 
and visceral animal noises playing in my ears <laughs> at all, all points in time. And, uh, and so then, you know, you don't hear your grinder running or you don't hear the buffing wheel going or something like that. And it's like, well, especially if I'm doing what I'm doing right now, where I'm doing a batch where it's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do one operation and then I'll step away and I'll go grab something else. And then I'll, you know, come back. And so I don't always turn the grinder off. I'll, you know, leave it running while I go and I grab another knife or, you know, whatever else. And then, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll get to the point where you know, I need to take a break or I'm done or I pull an ear, your bud out. And I'm like, what's that noise? Oh, this is running. That's running. <laughs> like there's so much like, cause you just don't hear it anymore. And it's kind of, kind of scary sometimes, but it's one of those reasons where it's like, if I'm in the shop, I do not allow my kids to walk in there. Like while I'm working, like it's such yeah. a, it's such a small space. And then, you know, yeah, I just remember yesterday or the day before, like when I was working on the grinder and one of my kids tried to walk in the shop and I just, no out. Cause I don't even know what's running right now. <laughs> yeah. I can't my, my disc sander is super quiet. Like I've left really? it on before gone and done other stuff without even headphones in and come back and I'm like, what is that sound? It's like a slight whirring sound. I'm like, Oh shit. The disc sander has been running by itself for a half hour. Because, <laughs> whoops, yeah, whoopsie. But yeah, what do you say we hear from Luke one more time? Okay, let's do that. Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle & Grind use every day. Every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Thanks, Thanks Luke. Luke. So I was moseying around the shop the other day and like you know like as makers or knife makers maybe specifically but we accumulate like parts and pieces to grinders Mm -hmm. and equipment you know over the years and like i've got so much that i don't use like almost enough to build another grinder yeah it's nuts like platins i don't use i have a nine inch flat disc wheel that i've I used like one time and then had to weld a wrench on the fucking set screw to get it out. And so I got pissed <laughs> and never put it back on. And, you know, it's just like dumb shit. Yeah. And I was thinking I about don't. piling it all up and posting it, seeing if anybody wants it. I was genuinely thinking that almost that same thing the other day when I was doing a little bit of cleanup at my shop. I'm like, you know, like somebody else would probably really use this stuff that I'm not using. And my shop space at this point in time, just, it doesn't allow me to run multiple grinders. I was planning on running an extra grinder and then I got an extra drill press instead. And so then that takes up that much space. And I don't think I have the room to run the second grinder right now. So I've got grinder pieces and all different kinds of other stuff that I was thinking, it's like, man, I should really like see if anybody needs this. Right. Cause you know, turn it into a little money, buy some belts, buy some fucking epoxy, whatever. Yeah. Buy some flowers for the missus. That's always a good thing. Try and keep the good graces. I don't understand that shit at all. <laughs> My wife's like, why don't you buy me flowers? I'm like, for what? <laughs> like, what? They sit on the stove in a vase until the cat knocks them over. Ah, yes. Yeah, the cats do do that. You're right. That's a lady thing, though. I just don't get it. Yeah, and it's fine. You don't have to get it. You never will. Never? You don't think so? No. No. Mm, man. You just got to accept it now, man. You're just not going to get it. It, it. The important thing is that you understand the certain things that mean certain things to them, and you are accepting the fact that it doesn't. Uh, it's never going to make sense to you, and that's fine. Oh, that was a weird noise right there. Oh, I didn't hear it. What was it? It was like... Was it a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Was that was that the weird noise? No, I think oh. I'm getting over a cold now. Though I felt like oh. shit all week. Pretty sure I had the Roni. Oh no, not the Roni. My like my boss's dad had it. His wife had it. Our cleaning lady had it. You know what it felt like? A cold. Yeah, you say that, but other people I've heard of have been getting it, and it, man, it puts them down hard. 
Yeah, so, this is the fourth time I've had it, though. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a huge difference, I'm sure. I'm probably, like, made of antibodies at this point. <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah I don't it know has gotten easier every time, though. The first time I had it sucked. That was pretty... I was like, yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah, I don't know if I've even had it. Um, I mean, I've known plenty of people that have had it and whatnot, but not recently i mean i haven't heard of like anybody in my area really really getting it so it's been i mean good for this area but i know i have heard in other areas people are coming down with it again so it's never gonna go away no probably not is what it is at this point Mm -hmm. anyways enough of the roni well without it i wouldn't be sitting here man Never would have, uh, never would have made that first forge. Never would have made that first knife if I hadn't. Yeah, had that then time there'd off. be more meat on the bone for the rest of us. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Asshole. <clears throat> Although um, I would say a, ve- a large portion of modern knife makers got started because they were bored at home during COVID. Well, I mean, just off the top of my head, I can think of me and pickle. Um, what was it? Um, shoot, I can't remember. One another guest we had on here at one point, I think, said the exact same thing. So, yeah, there's there's a bunch of us out there who basically took that time to do something different. So, oh, that was your uh, the guy local to you that the audio was fucked. Was it? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. Well, I bought good software. Maybe I can go back in now and s- I never deleted any of those screwed up episodes oh yeah maybe you could uh maybe so i probably got six or seven episodes just on my hard drive <laughs> that never got deleted or never got posted that would be phenomenal if you were able to because that was a I good d- episode we could do like uh ow we could do like a special edition unreleased like mashup episode where I just combine clips from them all. There you go. Cask aged. Yeah. That takes so much from time. From the vault. From the vault for patrons. From the vault. Yeah. For the patrons only. There you go. I almost released the Ben Abbott episode as a Patreon only, but that I was like a that good episode. show, man. Yeah, I'm glad you released it uh, normally. That was a good good show. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun to listen to a show and not, you know, have me on it. So I was able to just kind of listen to it and enjoy it. It's good. Yeah, Ben. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with Ben before the show. Super easy guy to talk to. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's fucking yeah. funny. He's just making jokes and. Oh yeah. yeah, dude's got a crazy sense of humor. Yeah, I remember talking to him in the, at the pit at Blade uh, a couple nights in a row, and he. Super chill, dude. Really good sense of humor. I liked him. Yeah, me too. Until our buddy said that thing to him that was not cool. <laughs> we were like, bro, what the fuck? What are you? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to us? You know who? Uh, you you. <laughs> luckily, luckily, Ben's such a chill guy. I didn't even bother him at all. Yeah, uh, it was all good. People have been asking us why we're not talking about the Forged and Fire drama. Have they really? I don't because because we don't need to. I'd say us as in me. I've gotten some messages. Oh well, here's here's the thing that that uh, anybody that is asking questions like that needs to know. Um, we're good without drama, you know. Like uh, we're here to entertain, um, maybe educate a little bit through some of the guests that we bring on, and uh, we understand that that's the value that we bring uh, to our listeners is the the knowledge that our guests have. And the entertainment value of some silly games and some some decent questions asked to them, and there's really no drama required um, to do that. So that's um, a nicer way of saying what I was going to say, which is save the drama for your mama, and save your (laughs) breath for cooling your pies. Because I don't give a fuck about (laughs) drama. I don't care at all. I have nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with me. I don't watch the show. I respect all the guys that have been on it, and I love having them on as guests. I, if it doesn't involve me, I don't care. 
I don't and there's care. that there's that response as well. Yeah. I don't care. He sorry. He doesn't care. I'm sorry. I we we are not journalists. We're not here for clickbait. We're not here to perpetuate drama out there in the world that has nothing to do with anybody. I don't know why anybody would care about that shit. And I know a lot of people do because all the episodes from other shows that have come out talking about it have done good numbers. I'm not going to sell my soul for that. I don't care. It's not. Yeah. I hope those guys work it out. I hope they shake hands and become friends again in the end. Other than that, on to the jibber jabber. Yeah, no, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I think uh, we definitely respect the hell out of uh, everybody, you know, from Forge and Fire. And I do watch the show and, you know, I I haven't watched this season. I should probably do that. But anyways, um, you know, it's a it's a great game show and there's some really cool forging aspects to it. And you can see a lot of really skilled guys. And I love the fact that it really brought bladesmithing to the masses and I know some people dislike it for that reason, but at the same time, I feel like it has opened up a new customer base for a lot of people. Um, and I understand that the forging that happens on there isn't realistic because, you know, it, it's so much more time consuming and, and everything that's on there. But uh, I feel like giving people who are potential customers a little bit of an eye into what goes on is you know as far as forging damascus you know i've had customers that you know will order something from me and they they understand how i forge damascus because they know you know at the very least that it involves you know stacking the material cleaning it and restacking it and everything like that and they understand that it's not you know a laser etch or that i didn't burn a feather onto the side of the blade to get a feather (laughs) pattern you know fucking goddamn you who was that hensley hensley yeah you bastard you know how many messages i got from people i know locally who were like is this really how it's done (laughs) shut the fuck up why Uh, do you do this to us shout out to hensley that was a brilliant idea it was i'm sure that video did really well for him but fucking a so how it's done yeah yeah dude totally try it that's the spirit of the bird put in the feather. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you don't get it the first time, just do it again. Yep. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, customers have a little bit better idea of like what goes into it. And it's thanks to that show and the fact that it's been, you know, mainstreamed a little bit so that people have a little bit better idea of what we do. And I think it's cool. So I, I, there's lots of there's lots of negatives that we could talk about, and I'm not interested in talking about those. You know, uh, there's 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 good and bad to everything in the world, and what's important is to focus on the good. I mean, right. if, you focus I mean the, if you focus on the negative all the time, you're just going to be miserable. It's a good instrument to pick up little tidbits. It's it's not a documentary. It's a game show. Yeah, it is. And and you know, like so. Dave Baker said when we had him on, I mean, they have what was it, hundreds or thousands of hours of footage. I can't remember thousands. Was it thousands? Okay, thou- yeah, thousands of, of, of hours of episodes that get whittled down to the, you know, a 40, 50 minute show. You know, when you've got commercials on there, it's not a full hour long. It's like 40 or 50 minutes. Like you can't fit everything into that. So it's it's highlighting, you know, the important bits or telling whatever story they want to tell. And uh, it makes for good TV. It's a good game show. And uh, just take it for what it is. Could you imagine the editing that's involved in doing that? Could you no, like if we had to turn every minute of our podcast over the course of an entire year into one episode? Because <sighs> first you got to watch it all, and then you got to come up with a plan, and then you got to execute the plan. It's like, dude, keep that job all set. Yeah. Yep. No kidding. So. I think we wrapped that up nicely. I think we, uh, yeah, no, we're good. Respect to all the guys on Fortune Fire, especially yeah. the competitors. And uh, I, I hope that everybody can move forward in a positive way. That's all. And I'd love to have Will Willis on. That's his name, right? Will Willis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love he's, to have like him on great too. dude. I just don't want to talk about that shit. Yeah, I'll talk about aliens with him or what he likes to do in his spare time or whatever, or how he ended up on the show. Shit like that. I, the other stuff doesn't interest me. 
It's like Fair you're enough. gonna you're gonna ask Jason Knight how he does his laundry. Like that that equates on the same level to me. Like you know, it's just it's an interesting comparison, but okay. It, it's like who cares? Why? Oh, okay. Yeah. Save the drama for your mama. It's like when my wife watches all these TV shows where people cry all the time. I'm like, why the fuck you watch this shit? It's sad. Watch something happy. <laughs> that doesn't. I know. All, my, uh, yeah. my, my wife's friend watches like uh, she's obsessed with like horror films and like weird documentaries. And she really loves like The Walking Dead and like all this stuff. And she specifically hates comedies. And I'm like, do you just like being miserable? Like, come on. Like, we'll be talking about like some great comedy show or something like that. And she'll just be like, eh, eeh. It's like, you just, you just want to watch people die on screen. You, you ever heard that song? Vi- Downer? Have you ever heard that song Vicarious by Tool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what that song's about. Like, Mater knows how to write some lyrics. Like, that's a very, very uh, intricate song though, lyrically. And uh, Maynard's such a genius. He is. It's it's so weird though. Speaking of, we'll just we'll tangent off. Fuck it. Okay. Well, let's do it. Maynard is my least favorite Joe Rogan episodes. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, because Joe Rogan's like such a Maynard fanboy that it like throws off his normally rock solid like interview game, and he's just like, "I love you." (laughs) (laughs) And Maynard is a very arrogant guy. And arrogance mm. annoys the fuck out of me. Gotcha. But his music is phenomenal. Yeah. Hasn't there yeah. been scientific studies about his music? Well, b- based on the uh, the type of people that uh, identify as Tool fans, I would guess yes. Because it's not really enough for someone to say that they're a Tool fan. They have to tell you about how they're sort of like CrossFit people. Vegans. You know, they have to tell you. About, yeah, about about how Tool has affected their life and, like, you know, the different articles of Tool clothing that they have and, and the sort of psychedelics that they use to when they listen to certain songs and uh, that sort of thing. Or at least that's my experience with Tool fans. Like, I just I just appreciate the music, and I think that some of the songs are phenomenal and that Maynard's a great lyricist. Um, and Danny Carey is a phenomenal drummer. I mean, he really is. Like, it's he's one of the greats. Um And, uh, yeah, I can just listen to it and it's music and it's fine. I like it. But for some reason, tool fans are just rabid. Sometimes they just, Mm -hmm. it's not enough to be a fan. They have to be like all in and, uh, that's that's good (laughs) for them. I mean, you know, I'm not really that way towards much, much of anything. I don't like, I don't know. Basically just it stifles growth. Being, being that limited to one thing, it stifle yeah. it stifles your growth. And yeah, I guess that that's the case for anything: knife making, your job, relationships, yeah. anything. If you focus too much on one thing, you're just gonna be consumed by it and miss out on the rest. Mm-hmm. It's a very insightful point, Ryan. Like that my... was so insightful. I think that maybe we should end this episode on that insightful point. No nail. Ryan made an insightful note at the very end. So everybody has to listen all the way through. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it to get there. I wouldn't be at all surprised if I got messages or we got group messages sent to us like, that's the best episode you guys have ever done. I'm like, what? I sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not saying much for the rest, but next uh, week should be a doozy. Next week will be great. Guys, if you've made it this far, just know that next week is going to be a phenomenal show, and I cannot wait to see you all there. Yeah. Should we tell no them? Spoilers. No, no spoilers. No it's spoilers. Be next week. Oh. Who's after that? Hold on. I got to check real quick. We won't spoil well, next week. We'll let people figure it out on the fly. But So the week after that is a... Carpenter, we're doing a little switcheroonie. Oh, Carpenter. He, he does like super badass finish work. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. That's going to be mm-hmm. a fun episode, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. And like he redoes like wind streams and stuff. And then the week after that is Mareko. Damn. 
And I'm so fucking nervous for that episode, bro. I'm so nervous. It's going to be great. How are we going to talk him into being our third host? (laughs) And leaving Knife Talk behind. Uh, We got all the positive energy here. No shit talking. I'm personally not going to try, but you're welcome to if you want to. Hey, got to shoot my shot. Who's first week in November? JB Blades. Come. Okay. Oh, sweet. Right on, man. Yeah. The point is we got some good episodes coming up for you guys. That's what we're trying to say. Not only does Ryan make insightful points every now and again, but then we have more great guests coming. And uh, yeah, we look forward to it. So hope you guys all have a excellent working week. Um, Keep hustling, keep grinding. And uh, you know, that's what we're going to be doing. Thanks for plugging away. Thanks for sticking in there, folks. Can't hit a home run every time. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.